0: The Columbia Broadcasting System presents a new comedy,
1: My
2: Friend Irma,
1: <laughs>
0: starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane, with John Brown as Al.
1: Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship.
0: When other
1: friendships have been forgotten, there will still be hot. Ah.
2: is a thing that's been around all through the ages. Like measles. Measles you can get rid of. But not my friend Irma. Do you know something? I never want to get rid of Irma because I sincerely love that girl. So I'm going to continue to live with her through thick and thin. Although at times it's trying. I take, for example, when I was trying to straighten out our finances and fix up a budget for it. Naturally, I had to ask Irma a few simple questions. So I said, Irma, honey... How much money did you save last January? None. Well, that's silly. You worked all month. How come? I bought a fur-trimmed coat. Well, how about February? I was still paying for the coat. In March? I didn't pay for the coat in March. April? In April, I paid a lawyer for getting me out of trouble for not paying for the coat in March. <laughs> Now, honey, please be serious. We've got to work on a budget so that we won't be in the position we were in last year of having to use up all our savings in order to pay our taxes. Jane, we won't have to pay taxes this year. Why not? Because my boyfriend Al says income taxes are fad and it's sure to blow over. (laughs) Al said that? Yes, and that's why he's not going to pay any this year. Instead, he's going to use the money to buy himself a new suit. Irma, I've got news for you. If Al doesn't pay his taxes, the government will supply him with a new suit. With stripes Well, I hope there'll be pinstripes Al looks so cute in them Well, honey, you forget, Al You know, there are other guys in this world besides Al Oh, I know, Jane And one of the boys at the office sort of has an eye on me Really? Uh, so I told him I like him, but my heart belongs to Al But that didn't discourage him Why not? He said he loved me for my mind <laughs> Believe me, Al's got a better deal. (laughs) Now, listen, Irma, my boss, Richard Rhinelander, is coming over later to take me out, so let me get together the rent money to pay Mrs. O'Reilly, the landlady. Huh? Now, what have we got in our cookie jar? Three graham crackers and 32 cents. (laughs) Uh Oh, well, I guess it must be in the sugar bowl. Yeah, here it is, 10, 20, 30, and I'll take $10 from my purse and $10 from your purse, and that'll be an even $50 to pay the rent with. And that's all the money we have in the world. Jane, why must we take all our money and give it to Mrs. O'Reilly? Well, because she's our landlady and she happens to own the building. Well, if she already owns the building, what does she need our money for? <laughs> she needs it for overhead. Well, it's a good thing to need it for. Our ceiling's been leaking for months. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you look at it, we have to give her the money. Now, look, honey, if she comes up and I happen to be busy dressing, you know, you pay her the $50 and be sure to get a receipt. You think you can handle that? Certainly, Jane. Where do you think I am? Dumb? Irma, I'm kind of sorry you asked me that Why? I might have to answer it Jane, do you hear someone knocking? Yes Yes, let's open the door It might be someone we'd like to know Oh, no, we've got all the friends we need (laughs) Well, what's the use? Come in Hiya, chickens Hello, Janie. Oh, look, Jane, it's Al. Yes, I know. The
3: change purse in my pocketbook is quivering. You know, Jane, it's lucky for you I'm not sensitive. Or I wouldn't let you in on this big deal I got going.
2: Before you tell me about any new big deal, genius, what happened to the money we gave you to help finance that new washing
3: machine invention? Oh, that's gonna be the biggest thing in the country. Do you realize it dries clothes, presses them, and sews buttons on shirts? What about washing the shirts? When we solved that, we got the whole problem laid. <laughs>
2: Al, have you ever wondered why I keep picking on you?
3: No, Janie. But now that you brought it up, why do you?
2: Well, I, I sort of got a theory that everybody in this world should have some kind of
3: steady employment. That seems strange to you? Oh, I believe in it myself. That's why you are now looking at the manager of the next heavyweight champion of the world. Who is he, Al? Tiger McGurk. Girls, I'm telling you, the minute I laid eyes on the tiger, I knew he was a champ. You see, I'm in this tavern over on 3rd Avenue, see? And I noticed the tiger working there serving drinks. Well, suddenly there was a commotion, because some no-good phony wouldn't pay for his beer. And the tiger rushed in and threw the bum out on the sidewalk.
2: Al, did he hurt you?
3: (laughs) Please, check Now, girls, I can enter Tiger McGurk at the Elks Club in the preliminaries. And all I need is a little capital.
2: Goodbye, Al. Your story has touched me.
3: But you won't. Oh, look, Jane, honey, am I the type of a guy... I don't know what you're going to say, but you're the type. But why are we standing here gabbing? By an odd coincidence, I just happened to have the tiger right outside. I'll have him in, and you can look him over yourself.
2: Oh, now, just a minute, Al. We don't want any prize fighters in here. This is not
3: an annex of Stillman's gym. Oh, he won't bother you. He'll just come in and walk around quietly on his heels.
2: Sure, Jane. Let him come in. You're making a mole out of a groundhog.
3: Okay, you will now meet the one and only Tiger McGurk. I'll just whistle.
2: The answer's that his name ought to be Lassie McGurk.
4: You called me boss. i I run all the way up the steps.
3: This is the tiger.
2: The tiger? From the pouch on him, he looks more like a kangaroo. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Tiger.
3: Thanks, lady. Hey, boss, I'm hungry. I told you, you mustn't eat before the fight. Yeah, but three days before.
2: Jane, I think he's cute. And I think we've seen enough. Al, will you please tell the tiger to peddle his muscles elsewhere?
3: Oh, now, wait a minute, Jane. He's just getting started. Tiger, would you like to skip a little rope for the girl?
4: Okay,
2: boy. I'll take my nylons off the clothesline, Mr. Tiger, and you can use that. No, Irma, no. Mr. McGurk, please. This is not the place. No, no. You're you're shaking the whole building. Get along with that Oh, Please. Uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, our landlady. Please. Mrs. O'Reilly, our landlady lives downstairs. you will crack her ceiling. Well, stop it. Okay heaven's going on up there. Oh, dear. We're we're, we're sorry we disturbed you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Disturbed was it now? you realize the ceiling just came down, plastered and all on me poor husband? Oh, dear. Was he hurt? No, but it's the first time he's ever been plastered on the outside. (laughs) Well, we we won't let it happen again, Mrs. O'Reilly. Well, you'd better not. Now, stop your moaning, dearie. I'll be digging you out in a minute. Girls, today's the first of the month. I'll be up for an event later. Oh, we've got it for you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Al, will you and Tiger McGurk please get
3: lost? Uh, Tiger, go down and run around the block a couple of times. I want to talk to the girls. Private.
4: Gotcha, boss. Well, so long, ladies. See you later. <laughs>
2: Good luck tonight, champ. Bye.
3: Well, girls, what do you say? You want to back the tiger and hop on the bandwagon?
2: No, I think we'll hitchhike and stay honest.
3: Okay, you had your chance. I withdraw my offer.
2: It's accepted. Irma, sweetie, I'm going to go down to the drugstore to buy some of that special perfume that Richard likes, you know. And now, if Mrs. O'Reilly comes up while I'm gone, here's the $50 rent money for, and you'll be sure to get a receipt. You think you can handle it? Certainly, Jane. Uh, Jane? Yes? Oh, why don't we give Al the money for the tiger? He looks like a sure thing to me. Oh, honey, we just made out a budget which leaves no surplus for stray fighters that Al manages. Yes, but Jane, what if he turns out to be another John L. Dempsey? <laughs> Emma, are you really dumb or are you just acting stupid? I've got you over a barrel. Have a nice <laughs> Oh. Why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> Isn't that silly? You know, Jane told me she was born in West Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Al, honey, I'm awful sorry. I, I really did my best.
3: I know, chicken, but that's just me. Hard luck, Al. Here I got a chance to clean up on the tiger and I can't get a break.
2: Gee, Al, I wish there was something I could do.
3: Ah, oh, you tried your best, kid. But you know, I'm a... I don't really care about the money for myself. It's you I was thinking about.
2: Gee, Al, you're so sweet. You see,
3: I figured that if the tiger could win a couple of fights, it might be possible for you and I to walk down that middle aisle. Together? If you want it that way. Oh. But, Chicken, since we couldn't persuade Jane to give me the money, I, I can't enter the tiger in the fight tonight. So I guess we'll have to postpone our marriage for about ten years.
2: Gee, Al, I wish I had some extra money. You see, the only money I've got is this $50 rent money, but I've got to give it to that Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, I'm so sorry, Al.
3: Don't let it bother you, kid. I understand. you know, Emma, that's just one of life's funny twists. Here you are giving $50 to a dame who's got a house and don't need the dough, and here $50 would solve all of our problems and make all our dreams come true.
2: Al... I I have an idea. If I took the $50 Jane gave me and gave it to Mrs. O'Reilly and gave it to...
3: No, thanks, chicken. I I couldn't take it. But keep talking.
2: Well, don't you see, Al? If the tiger's such a cinch to win, you could return the money right after the fight. I'd pay our rent and Jane won't have to know anything about it. Here, Al, honey, take the money. No,
3: no, kid. You might get in trouble with Jane.
2: Oh, she'll never know. Take it, Al.
3: Okay, Irma. Gee, you're wonderful. And believe me, you'll never lose by this.
2: Oh, I know, Al. I've got confidence in you. But just tell me one thing. Is the tiger really a great fighter?
3: Chicken. Why do you think Joe Lewis took up golf?
0: <laughs> and now it's the sportsman's quartet with Wad Gluskin and his orchestra and their own special arrangement of Nelly Bly.
5: Love to me, to me I will play and sing for you The sweetest melody Oh, Nellie, won't you listen While I sing to thee mm-hmm. Nellie, fly, Nellie, fly Bring the broom along With we'll the gates and clean, my dear And have a little song Oh, Nellie has a voice Like a turtle dove And when she sings so pretty like My heart's just with love hi hi Oh, Nellie, oh, oh, Nellie. Listen, lady, laugh to me, to me. I will play and sing for you the sweetest melody. Oh, Nellie, won't you listen while I sing for thee? <laughs> Light in the corner of her eyes And oh, it makes me so sometimes Oh, my, oh my, my, dear Hoot, a hoot, a hoot, a hoot, Nellie Hi, hi, Nellie Ho, ho, Nellie Listen, lady, love to me too I will always love you till the day I die Oh, sweet, sweet Nellie I say hey, for you, kid Hi, ho, Nellie Hi, ho,
2: our budget and paying our rent, I felt pretty secure. Just to play safe, I said, Irma, honey, did you take care of the rent money? Yes, Jean, I took care of it. (laughs) So, financially, I was sailing on a cloud, and romantically, I was higher than a cloud, because tonight, tonight I was going to go out with my dream man, Richard Rhinelander. He was due in a few minutes, so I decided to fill up the time by doing a little daydreaming. Which appeals to me because it's the one thing that Irma can't complicate.
1: <laughs>
2: now I'm dreaming that I'm Mrs. Richard Rhinelander III. And we're honeymooning on the beautiful French Riviera. Soft light, dreamy music. As we walk along under the stars, Richard takes me in his arms and says, Jane, should I empty the garbage now? <laughs> That's Irma, jerking me back to reality. You know, I'm not even safe from that girl in a dream. Irma, what is it you want to know? Oh, should I empty the garbage now? Irma, do you realize that I have just left the Riviera to talk to you? The Riviera? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, it was wonderful. Wouldn't you like to take a trip around the world? Oh, no, Jane, there's too many other places I'd like to see first. (laughs) We started tidying up the apartment for Richard, and while I was busy sweeping the dust from under the rug where Irma had swept it, I noticed that Irma was vacuuming in the hall. I said, Irma, why are you vacuuming in the hall? And she said, Well, I've finished in the apartment and the dust bag isn't full yet. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that a vacuum cleaner, which in most people's hands is merely a household gadget, in Irma's hands becomes a deadly weapon. <laughs> Jane? Yeah? I've got everything fixed up real nice for Richard's arrival. I put candy in the candy bowl. I put cologne on the paper flowers so they'd smell nice. And uh, I've done something especially for you. You did? What? I loosened the bulb in the lamp. Why? So that when you and Richard are sitting on the couch, all you have to do is nudge it with your elbow and the light will go out. (laughs) Listen, honey, I appreciate what you're trying to do for Richard and me, but, sweetie, if you really want to do me a favor, please be careful what you say to him, huh? I will. You know, he, he'll be real proud that I managed to fix up a budget for us because Richard, even though he's a millionaire, he believes in things like uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's cute. I know one, too. Early to bed and early to rise makes me healthy, wealthy, and sleepy. Now, you give one to me. <laughs> Irma, I'm not playing games. I'm merely giving quotations that Richard and his father believe in. Uh, business principles like, uh, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Well, that's where they're wrong. I always put off until tomorrow what you should be done today. You do? Yeah, I make a lot of overtime that way. <laughs> well, don't let Richard hear you say that, huh? He might not understand. Oh, oh, excuse me. All right, Jane. What's the matter with you, Irma? What are you so nervous about? Oh, I'm not nervous, just wish I would telephone and tell me if the tiger won. Oh, who cares if he wins or loses? We didn't invest any money in him. Well, I feel almost as if we had. <laughs> Oh, you wanted to, didn't you? But I wouldn't let you. <laughs> Imagine, Al. Imagine him trying to line up a sucker to back that broken-down fighter. Isn't that silly? Yes. <laughs> you needn't get hysterical. It's not the most attractive side of you, you know. <laughs> Gee, I'm as nervous as a cat about to have puppies. <laughs> well, take it easy, honey. We haven't got a worry in the world. Yeah, you haven't a worry in the world. James. Yeah? Even though there's nothing to worry about, promise me we'll always be friends. Oh, honey. Sure we will. I I may be stern with you at times, and I just hate myself for it, honest. But believe me, there's nothing that can ever break up our friendship. Don't worry. I'll think of something. (laughs) Come in. Hello, Richard.
4: Oh, hello, Jane. Jane. Irma, nice seeing you. Won't
2: you sit down, Richard?
4: Oh, thank you, Jane. Well, now, what have you girls been doing with yourself?
2: Oh, well, I just finished putting Irma and me on a budget.
4: Splendid. Splendid. I think being on a budget is a smart economical move. I admire you, Jane, for having such a well-developed sense of financial responsibility. You girls have.
2: Thank you, Richard.
4: Yes, Dad and I have often discussed financial discipline at our board meetings. We feel that paying one's bills, taxes, or otherwise can help to combat inflation.
2: Yes, indeed. You know the new fiscal year of 1947 has a great potential and direction of economic upheaval. consume consumer goods stabilize the country, will have to be continued on page 19. <laughs> Irma, what is that? I don't know. I never turned to page 19. <laughs> It's getting late, isn't it? Isn't it? I think I'll get my hat, and then we'll be off, Richard. Oh,
4: fine, Jane. Well, Irma, you seem a bit preoccupied tonight.
2: Well, I'm worried about Al and Tiger McGurk. Al should have phoned by now. Al? Yes, you remember Al, my boyfriend? Well, he's managing a fighter, and there's a fight tonight, and, well, a, a lot depends on it.
4: Well, I must say that Al of yours is a very enterprising young man.
2: Oh, sure. Last year he had a racehorse. Is that so? Yes, he even had an invention that went with the horse.
4: An invention?
2: Yes, it was an electric circuit with live wires that went under the horse's saddle to make him run faster.
4: Well, that's unusual.
2: Yes, but something went wrong. The horse won the race, but the jockey was electrocuted.
4: And now your Al has a prize prizefighter.
2: Yeah, and can you imagine, Richard, he tried to get Irma and me to back him, but I refused. I said that we'd made a budget and we'd stick to it. Well, come on, Richard. We don't want to be late for the movie. Mama, honey, why don't you come with us? Uh, No, thanks, Jane. I have to wait here for Al so he can tell me how the tiger makes out. Uh, Forget the tiger. You act like you had money on him. Yeah, don't I? <laughs> come on, sweetie. Come on to the movie with Richard and myself. You'll like the picture. It's the guilt of Janet Ames. Thanks, Jane. I'll stay here with the guilt of Irma Peterson. <laughs> Goodbye, Irma. Goodbye, honey. I'm sorry you're not coming with us. We'll see you later. Oh, gee, I'm so nervous. I hope Al comes back before Mrs. O'Reilly comes for the rent. Well, that must be Al now. Uh, come in, Al. Come in, Al. Oh, it's you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Well, what can I do for you? Well, I just finished reading my horoscope. Jupiter's in direct vertigo with Saturn. And Sagittarius is just in back of Capricorn, leaving Aries near Pluto. (laughs) Oh, what does all that mean? Uh, The rent is due. (laughs) Oh, is it rent day already? Well, it seems only yesterday that we paid you for last month. It was yesterday, dearie. You are 30 days late. And now if I can have me $50, I'll be going. Well, now, don't be in such a hurry, Mrs. O'Reilly. Come in and we'll chat a little. Well, I don't mind if I do. I've got a sort of a soft spot in me heart for you two girls. Well, uh, what's new, Mrs. O'Reilly? Well, Mrs. O'Malley had twins last night and her husband... Now, just a minute there. You're getting me off the subject. Oh, I wouldn't think of doing that. Uh, were they happy having twins? They not. They've got too many mouths to feed as it is. Oh, really, Mrs. O'Reilly? Uh, how many children do they have? Oh, now, let me see. There's Timothy, Patrick, Terrence, and Dennis. Care for some tea? Uh, yes, thank you. Robert, Thomas, Michael, and little You Do with the tea? Uh, yes, and a bit of lemon. And then there was little Joseph, Phoebe, Kevin, and Philip. Yes, has quite a large family. And then there's the girls. <laughs> there's Mary and Maggie and Patty. Those are the twins. They were all born under the sign of Capricorn. Oh, what does sign of Capricorn mean? Oh, that's the horn of plenty. Um. <laughs> well, if you'll just give me the rent, I'll be on my way. Well, uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, there's. Uh... There's something on my unconscious that I must get off. I, I gave the rent money to my boyfriend, Alderbet on the tiger a prize fighter. Now, did you now? So, could you please wait until after the fight for your money? Oh, now, wait a minute. Why should I be waiting for me money when you've got a wallet truck full of money lying on the table there? Wallet? Money? Oh, gee, gosh, Mr. Rylander must have forgotten it. Well, now, isn't that convenient? Now, let me see. He has here, let's see, 10, 20, oh, $150. Now, if you'll just allow me to take $50 out of the wallet, we'll call the rent settled. Oh, stop, Mrs. O'Reilly! The, the money doesn't belong to me. Oh, come now, dearie, you're merely letting me borrow the money until after the fight. But, but that's stealing. Well, not if you put it back. Now, don't worry. Just say to yourself, I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Fine. You just keep saying that. And thanks for the rent. Goodbye, dearie. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Oh, but I am a criminal because it wasn't my money. It was Richard's wallet. Gosh, I'm sorry I let Mrs. O'Reilly take the money. It wasn't honest. Gee, I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. Hi, Irma. Jane, I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> Irma, what are you mumbling about? Oh, nothing. Uh, uh, hello, Jane and Richard. Uh, what are you doing back here?
4: Well, Irma, the funniest thing happened when I went up to the box office to pay for the tickets. I found I didn't have any... any money. How did you know?
2: Oh, Al always pulls that one on me. <laughs> Irma, darling, what Richard means is that he might have left his wallet here in the apartment. Did you happen to see it? I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. (laughs) No one's accusing you, honey. I just want to know if you saw the wallet.
4: Well, Jane, let's forget about it. If Irma didn't see it, maybe I didn't leave it here after all.
2: Well, all right. Irma, if you should run across it, huh? Let me describe it to you. It was a brown pigskin wallet with the name Richard Rhinelander on it. R. I. C. H. A. R. D. R. H. I. Oh, you don't and... have to spell in front of me. I'm old enough to understand things now.
4: <laughs> well, Irma, you didn't see it, did you?
2: Irma? Why don't you answer, Richard? Did you see it? <laughs> Irma, this is ridiculous. Answer yes or no. And our friendship depends on it. Yes. Yes, what? Uh, that's my answer. You just fill in the question. <laughs>
4: Please, Jane, maybe... now, you Let
2: me handle this, Richard. Irma, did you see Richard's wallet? I, um... Uh... Oh, come in.
3: Hi, Hiya, folks. Hello there, chicken.
2: Oh, Al, how was the fight? Did the tiger win?
3: Uh, no, chicken.
2: Uh-huh.
3: But you'd have been proud of him. He established a new world record. Three and a half seconds of the first round.
1: <laughs>
3: you, you mean he was knocked out in three and a half seconds? No, he was back in the shower.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that.
2: You're sorry. Uh, getting back to our little discussion, Irma, I'd like to find out what happened. Well, I'll uh, be with you in a minute, Jane. I want to see Al in private first. Oh, uh, uh, would you excuse me? Uh, come on, Al. What's up, chicken? Al, promise me you'll write to me. And wait for me.
3: Well, what do you mean? What are you talking about?
2: Well, Al, after I gave you the money, Richard left his wallet here, and I took $50 from it to replace the rent money that I gave you to bet on the tiger. So? So Jane and Richard are back looking for his wallet, and I have it here, and I have to give it to him, and they'll find the money missing. Oh, Al, I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal.
3: Oh, honey, you're not a criminal.
2: No, I tried saying that. It doesn't work.
3: (laughs) Look, honey, if that's all you're worrying about, forget it. Your Al will always take care of his little Irma. Here's the $50 to put back in the wallet, and here's ten more for your share of the winner.
2: But, Al, where'd you get the money? The tiger lost.
3: What do you think? I bet him to win? (laughs) I bet against the bum. But, Al, how could you be so sure he'd lose? Kid, a guy don't win who hasn't eaten for three days and runs around the block twice just before the fight and don't have no talent to start with.
2: Gee, Al, you're a genius. Uh, Mr. Reinhard, uh, did your uh, wallet have a zipper on it? Yes. Irma, if you're going to say leave your name and address, and if anything turns up, we'll write to you. I just don't know what I'll <laughs> do just want to know if Richard's wallet has a zipper on it.
4: Well, yes, it does.
2: Uh, then this one must be yours. Here it he is.
4: Oh, yes, that's mine, Irma, but... Irma,
2: why didn't you give it to him before? Well, you didn't say anything about a zipper, and you have to be plenty careful these days.
4: <laughs> why, well, I... that's odd.
2: What's the matter, Richard?
4: Well, Jane, I had $150 in my wallet, and now I have 160 <laughs> Where did that extra $10 bill come from?
2: Well, don't you get interest on all your loans? (laughs) So we left to go to the movies, the four of us. And all through the picture, I kept thinking, what is the connection between Richard's wallet and Irma? So when we got home that night and were drinking our chocolate before going to bed, I said, Irma, what about Richard's wallet? And Irma said, "I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal." (laughs) Well, that's my friend Irma.
0: My friend Irma was written and directed by Cy Howard. How would you like to sign up for security for a ticket to the kind of tomorrow you've always dreamed about? You can do that if you invest your money today in United States Savings Bonds. Money saved today in Savings Bonds will bring you a return of $4 for every $3 you invest when the bonds mature in 10 years. Buy United States Savings Bonds and enjoy the tomorrow you've been dreaming about. Remember, next week, instead of dialing your telephone to listen to your best friend, dial your radio to this same Columbia station, same time to listen to...
2: My friend, Irma.
0: Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane, as John Brown as Al and George Neese as Richard Reinlander. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.